When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly View system, Dion. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. Ready to get your glitter on? Then head to Worlds of Fun Grand Carnival from July 23rd through August 7th for a larger-than-life shimmering celebration. Join the spectacle of color, a dazzling parade of floats, performers, music, and beads that sweeps across the park. And take your taste buds on a world tour while dancing to music after dark. Save over 45% with a Carnival bundle, which includes admission, parking, and three food tastings. Only at worldsoffun.com. Beat West Brom and we go top. Beat West Brom we did and Everton are top of the Premier League as we sit here recording this. It is wonderful to be able to say that. Uh, joining me right now are three very giddy blues. Uh, Mike Diasher, Mark Mosey and Dave Downey. And this is the second time we have to start this podcast because Dave, at the start of the initial recording, just screamed yes. up the top into the microphone. Uh, so for the benefit of all of you listening on high volume headphones, we thought we'd we'd give it another go again but um, Everton are top of the, the Premier League Dave. And, and do you know what I was ready to give you loads of grief today because you said Everton are battered West Brom they went 1-0 down they got pegged back to 2-2 and we all sort of thought it's going to be one of them days but they were out 5-2 winners in the end and it was just loads of fun wasn't it I had my cigars out even when we went 1-0 down lads let's be honest <laughs> I never veered from the confidence that this side would absolutely annihilate the Belen baggies and they absolutely did and we sat there, got some witnesses, sipping pints in the pub. It's absolutely glorious, although a little bit windy and cold outside. Perfect autumnal afternoon. Life does not get any better. I haven't felt like this since 1995. <laughs> <laughs> not play well but still bang in five goals and uh, mm. annihilate a side that is surely going to get relegated because they're that bad um, and it was all helped by Kieran Gibbs really because I, yeah. I thought that this game was going to be something a little bit silly but it was silly in a nice way in the end and uh, mm. we sit top of the league right now when's the last time you've yeah. been when, when's the last time you've even been able to say it when we played like one or two w- games wasn't it after the Kieran the- first season no, was it? I don't think we were top then I think, I think the last time we were top was when we beat Liverpool 3-0 and that was only off. for a couple of hours as well. Yeah, the yeah. thing about this is we might be there tonight because we've just, you know, hammered our goal difference up as well. Yeah. Where are we now? Plus 
four. Should help us <laughs> even. Should help us in the relegation <laughs> battle. <aren't Absolutely>. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Might have a, yeah. like zero goal difference yeah. by the end of the season. Throw the Carabao in the bin. But but you know, listen. There's going to be a time to chat about this game and the and the concerns that it you know for the first half and sensible chat and proper analysis. But I think save that for your show. Yeah, well, I was going to say for that. If people want, if people want that, probably best tune in for later in the week. I think we're going to get, get a bit carried away today. Uh, Mike Diash, I'll come to you first. Probably the most circumspect and not negative contributor on the Blue Room, but certainly the, the one who's who's the most <laughs> who's, the, who's the most reasonable in his analysis. Um, how excited are you after that today? It was nice watching players play forward passes at Goodison <laughs> Park. It was just really, really nice. I think the actual emphasis of emotions was almost like, this is bad, this is okay, this is bad, this is okay, oh no, this is fine. Yeah. It was, there was, for me, there was never a point at which I went ecstatically happy until James Rodriguez plays that wonderful pass over the top mm. to Richarlison. Because, as you said at the time, Matt, we have not had a player capable of doing something like that in our lifetime. It's just, it's not been a thing. And to watch that was just a thing of beauty. And it was lovely, and we had a nice time. It was nice to watch Everton players enjoy themselves. Moisey Keane trying to Rabona with two minutes to go. <laughs> but you know what? It was one of those things where he tried it because he was confident mm. and he was happy and enjoying the match. That's what I want from Everton. I don't want them to feel like they can't do anything because yeah. the stakes are always stacked against them. It was the opposite today. It was the absolute antithesis of beat Villa, we go top, and it was lovely. Yeah, yeah I think... You you referenced Everton playing with fear, which is pretty much all that all four of us lads have ever seen Everton do. Um, and I know it's a t- totally different set of personnel, but it, it feels like the shackles are off. It feels like every time we go forward, we, we are that team that look like causing other sides problems. And so many things have had to go well in the past for Everton just to grind through games and, and drag points out of going 1-0 down or 2-1 down to West Brom or whatever it may be. But there's... There's just a belief and a certainty about Everton being fine, uh, and I, I don't, I don't really know what. Obviously, fingers will point towards James Rodriguez being the key man, being the one who who unlocks all of this, and I stand by the fact that he is the best Everton player that there has ever been um, from, a, from a technical point of view. I, I will die on that hill. Um, but I mean, some of the some of the attacks and some of the build-up play that he is able to to bring people like, I mean, Luca Dean must be absolutely. Yeah. Delighted that Hamed Rodriguez is in this side because every time he gets on the ball, you can see Luca Dean's face light up. Everything just looks like it's going to work for us. Um, and even I know it's easy to say with hindsight now, but when you do go one nil down or, or West Brom peg you back with ten men and the Everton inside you tries to tell you that the worst is about to happen, there's an assurance about us just being fine. Yeah, uh, and it, it probably is due to to Hammers, but I think obviously the manager will take a great deal of credit for that as well. Well, I'll, I'll come back to you on this because during during the game when it was it was you know, it was one one, you know, after the, the half time and Pereira scores that ridiculous free kick and it goes to. The two-two. I was sat next to you when you were going. We're going to be fine here, you know. I think I think you actually said it's going to be five-two. This, uh, you know, a, a few different times. I mean, what is what is it about this Everton two games into the season that, that's got you you feeling like that? Because well, for me, Mike, and I don't, I don't know about Dave as well, but you know, I don't feel quite so confident and assured with them, you know. But I'm sure we will learn to do that as we as we get more used to them. Specifically today, Kieran Gibbs helped, um, so that, yeah. that kind of took away from what Everton were doing, but. <laughs> Three think, cheers for Kieran <laughs> <Gilles>. <laughs> <laughs> The I always think 
if if you are capable of scoring goals against poor sides in this league, then you will do well. The, there's there's so much this league that is so so frail and so vulnerable, primarily at the back. And I think the most encouraging aspect of the game for me today was probably quite early on, before West Brom scored. Obviously, where they were quite happy to to push us with a relatively high press. They tried to play with the ball themselves. They tried to be pretty expansive for what is, as Dave referenced earlier on relegation fodder and if you come to Goodison Park and, and try and do that then that is playing directly into people like Abla Decore and James Rodriguez and the plethora of attacking talent that we've got it plays directly into our hands now and I think if, if a team comes to Goodison Park and tries to set up with, with a 5-4-1 turn us round and shoot towards the Gladys first half and just be generally horrible that's the type of thing that is going to be a massive challenge for Everton but if you come and try and play football against us now shock we've actually got some really good football players so yeah. we will actually be able to tear teams apart and I think we're going to be a really really dangerous outfit this year I think obviously the one the one gaping hole in the whole squad at the moment is at the back something that will clearly be worked on in the transfer window but you're going to be a serious contender in this league if you are able to to beat an attacking threat and score goals with the freedom that Everton seems to be able to do at the moment but do you know what the mad thing is with that attacking threats almost come due to the actual all-round solidity of the midfield unit yeah, yeah like that is what gives them the basis to actually push on now like don't yeah. get me wrong we've had players like Alex Iwobi last season when he had parts of his game would just really look like Everton were going places and going forwards yeah. but there would not be enough to get him there I think we saw one game I think it was against Norwich away where he had a half and it was like yeah, yeah that game that's what I want to see from Alex Orby get the ball towards him but they just weren't possible it wasn't possible to do that on a regular basis it's so nice that we have a midfield unit now that's able and cohesive to actually push forward and work as a unit but it all comes back to the fact that I know we don't want to do sensible sensibleness today <laughs> but the one thing that you do have to look at is the position of Alan in that midfield because I think for that first goal you are looking at him having to play as a disciplined number six yeah. like he does today and it's obviously not quite his game so I am looking forward to essentially the point of the season when we actually get back to JP Gabbana being able to do that actual role yeah, that's enough sensible analysis for this podcast. Uh, Dave, is Dominic Carvalhoon the best striker in the world at the moment? <laughs> Dave, just put your tinfoil Premier League trophy down. For <laughs> 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 just, just on the phone to Reva booking a bus. Do <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, so, you know what, in, in all seriousness... Um, well, I know he, what you think he is. No, but, uh, you know, I think the thing that... You, you, you relate to the pub as ever, so they see you missed this conversation. But... Um, um, he missed a really big chance early on from, 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 a, from a corner... And I said to Mike that now you don't really have to worry. You don't really have to worry about him now because when he misses those chances, he knows he can score goals and his, his head doesn't drop as he has done in the past. And he was fine after that today. He gets himself on the score sheet three times and they were dead, scrappy, horrible goals, which is sort of what you want from him. Yeah, and, and look, he's finally enjo enjoying and bearing the fruits of having people who are trying to find him as a, yeah. as a point of contact in this team when, when we're in the opposition penalty area, when we get those opportunities to break forward. He is the point of the attack, yeah. and and that's uh, that must be a massive relief for him. And I guess he'll feel really vindicated by all of the flogging he's had to do so far in his career, in his mm -hmm. young career, where he, he has been just being asked to do all sorts of different things that aren't what he wants to do. And it sort of seems to you know timing's everything, isn't it? And 
him being able to play with people who will find him and, and, and Rodriguez that we could you know, devote a whole show, a whole day. Mm. In fact, I call this Hammers Rodriguez Day. Um, <laughs> As opposed to last year's Hammers Rodriguez It's a bit harsh on, on Carvalho, isn't it? It's no, his first so ever no, Premier League no, hat trick, and you, you know, you're ruling him out. What's so the point in having a man of the match award? Let's have two. My point is, he doesn't do that without him and the team. Yeah, of course. And, yeah. and that's he's able to rely on that service so much now. Uh, and Mike's absolutely right. That, that solidity in midfield that we have now is able to have the base of a side that can play some carefree attacking football when they want to and they must absolutely love doing that in training as well can you imagine I mean there was a shot and I don't know if you saw it it was actually Yannick Balassi who finished off the move but the shot that the um, Everton Twitter yeah, account yeah. put out it, they just all look like they're expressing themselves I mean when, when have you ever seen a side that's not as rigid as hell and you sat there saying will someone just break the lines or someone do something different like Mike the point with uh, Keane and the Rabona he tries yeah. When have you ever seen that? Yeah. Anyone got a license to do that sort of thing? And it's that when people try those things, that's the any way they come off is mm. because they're allowed to do so. And um, with with Dom, no, I, I love seeing him score those scrappy goals more than any others because he, I don't think he's going to be a striker that's ever going to be clinical. <coughs> that you might well disagree with that, mm. but I think he's going to be somebody who will right place, right time sort of striker rather than somebody who you rely on to slot. Like Rodriguez's goal, for instance, when he found himself deeper. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Dom's going to be that striker. I don't think he's that type um, because he, he seems to be somebody who leads the line. Mm. And all of a sudden, by hook or by crook, and there's been some horrendous errors without they've managed his career, we've ended up with a really rounded <coughs> striker who can operate and do various things mm. and more so being given the license to be the Everton number nine. You remember how much criticism he got when? When that was the case, he asked Marco Silva to be Everton's number nine. Yeah. It was well publicised, all yeah. sorts of stories about it. You think about how many people scoffed at that. I'd probably include myself in it, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously didn't, Matt. You've stuck with them all the way through. <laughs> but he's earned that now. Yeah. And, and I think we can competently say, you know, if Everton went out and bought a striker, you'd have to go some to oust him as Everton's main man up front. And, and oh, I think that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a huge compliment to Well, I'm also spending for someone who's better than Exactly him, what I was going to yeah. say. So if you were looking at a, to getting a striker and if Everton decided they needed another forward, yeah. you're, you're, you're talking upwards of 30, 40 million to get Solanke. somebody in. Yeah, <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> I the, think you're even looking at more than that. Those oh, the, there's oh, probably no one there. I think you are looking at far more yeah. than that. Yeah. How much is, is Don worth now? Would you think 50 million for no. him? I, I, don't th- I don't think people. I don't think you would. I think really. if you're looking at what was it, twenty million pounds for Callum Wilson, mm. yeah. then you are at least tripling that before you even talk about Dom. And yeah. he's and he's English as well. I suppose yeah. with that, you know, he's not got that. a history of injuries. No, you know, he offers other things other than goals as well. I can't remember the time when he was injured. To be honest with you, I can't yeah. think of a time. Well, when he scores. I thought it was debut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He scores the types of goal now that you just. Doubters like myself originally thought I'll never see him score those types of goals. Yeah. No, he'll never get into yeah. that situation there's where there's he's getting on the end of a Richarlison shot. There's but a desire about what he does as well that really impresses me. You look at the, I don't know, was it, was it his hat trick goal, the one before his hat trick goal where Richarlison puts that ball yeah. across? He has to stretch to reach that. Mm. Richarlison, I'm sure, is thinking half of him because he probably can't see directly behind it. It's fucking leave it. When we seen the angle, it wasn't quite creeping in, so yeah. he did need to touch it over the line. And that's made that one striker scoring goals like that all day long. Yeah. You think that you can have Rodriguez scoring what he does, and, and doing what he does, which is fabulous to watch, and it will take all the headlines. But mate, you can score goals, scuffing off of studs, everything like that, every single week for me, because it proves that he's in the right place. Yeah. And since Rom, 
when have we had a striker that's been in the right place and, and somebody you can look at look to saying get the ball to him yeah and we haven't we haven't we haven't had that so uh, mm. yeah I mean he's he's come on leaps and bounds and he deserves a hell of a lot more credit certainly well there are so you're probably giving him all the time I think Mike's and always been in the dumps Mike's, been, Mike's been quite fan, yeah. fanboyish about him hasn't he do you know, yeah. do you know what there's, there's a sense of determination to him as well that yeah. I love like Matt you made a really good point during the game that was he missed a chance three minutes in a header he probably should yeah. have buried mm. and if that is a striker of old at Everton or even Dominic Calvert-Lewin of old to an extent then he probably goes missing for the rest of that game and plays on his mind I think one that stands out in a really similar sort of situation was away at the Emirates when he missed a chance probably about 90 seconds in Everton go on to yeah. lose the game and it was one way he just kind of didn't wilt and he just stood up and was like well it's fine I'll get more chances which yeah. is a nice thing about this Everton team at the moment is that it's not a case of oh my god I've missed the chance I've missed the chance it'll be okay well I've got James Rodriguez Richardson there so I will get more chances and they've got that determination about them now mm. to know even if they do miss chances more are coming the quality of chances that we create now I know we're very early days in the season but how many times have we seen Everton either score tap-ins or scrappy follow-ups or get opportunities in the opposition's yeah. six-yard box I know that James's goal today and, and Carver-Lewin to, to an extent at Spurs were, were not necessarily in that ilk but this is the product of having a very unselfish forward line. You've got people like James and Carver-Lewin and Richarlison and as much as certainly with the latter today you'll get a frustration that we all want to see from our forward players when it doesn't quite come off for them but you feel like there's a there's an under the skin unity between yeah. those three especially but the whole side going forward there's the quality I know you guys Matt and Mike were looking at the, the statistical output from today and I'd, I'd love to see some of the figures from, from Matt Cheatham on sort of XG and shots on target and, and all the rest of it which Everton are, are now suddenly great at but well, Mike, think, Mike might get some of them for you yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the XG for today Everton 4.16 West Brom 0.32 but we genuinely create chances that look harder to miss Calvin Lewin is the man <clears throat> at the moment who is who's always in the right place at the right time and it's difficult to not be involved centrally in front of goal if you've got people like Hammers and Richardson alongside you. Well, the stats here, credit to Mike Greenall, who's yeah. started doing some Blue Room shows as well. He's been brilliant. Um, so that's the first time Everton have rec recorded an XG of over four. And for context, they recorded an XG of 6.37 in total in the nine games oh, after wow. lockdown. That's unbelievable. That's ridiculous. Yeah. This is and what you want to see, isn't it? I mean, yeah. when I love contrasts like that because it shows yeah. how far you can come in such a short space of time. But let, <laughs> let's be forget when you sign three players. Yeah. That, that's literally all that's changed. And and the one person, not, not, one of them is quite good. Cool <laughs> and, and, and that's exactly what football's all about, isn't it? Yeah. Like I said to you before, when we were when we were watching the game, it's like we football managed Everton. Yeah. Um, been on the editor we've edited <laughs> and put in a world class player and thought let's see what happens here um, and, and it's been magnificent so far because to me it still doesn't look like he's broken a sweat uh, yeah. he, he strolls about the pitch with an authority and a swagger that I've never seen before because he can actually back it up we've had players who've done that before but they've been crap yeah. um, he's, he's able to back that up but the, the, the person nobody speaks about too much because we're raving about the signings and Rodriguez in particular and all that is the manager mm. uh, and, and he seems to have a real flexible approach so this all works now um, like Mike said I think there's there's certain frailties there that we need to learn because I presume Alan I haven't watched them a lot at all until we were linked with him um, 
I presume him running the legs off himself, chasing down balls that he or somebody else has lost. It's mm. perfectly normal for him. Mm. Uh, he's going to have to learn to. There's a time and a place to do that on yeah. the pitch. Or if he's got to court, he may be saying, "Yeah, go on, go and do it, and I'll sit in." Because we did have points in that game where West Brom had like you know four on three, you know five on four situations. Well, they did the post and they got two in a row. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and and that's something that is, is nuanced to what we do and what Ancelotti wants from him. Um, and I'm sure that's a big point of conversation with him is how this midfield works. But um, the, the the thing that gets me as well is that we've just battered the side there by five goals to two. Probably still, well, he's he's our second best player now, but Richarlison. <laughs> is is kicking himself because he missed a couple of chances. He's actually scowling more than he does when he's really happy. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's he's running around, running his socks off and putting in. And you look at the stats last week yeah. from Matt were, were extraordinary. When they were yeah, like record-breaking yeah. stats for what he did at Spurs. He's still not firing. He's still not scoring goals. So and you think about mm. it's disallowed. Was a great finish. Though, wasn't you it, think, to be fair, you yeah. think that you know Hammers, like I said, not breaking a sweat. These lads don't know each other that well. Everton are now the first gear here, and, and that's what I'm so excited about. Yeah. And, and, and just in, in regards to like uh, our mentality and stuff, I thought I'd try something new today in terms of like being <laughs> ultra positive and thinking nothing can go wrong here, nothing's going to spoil this day because no. Everton are going to batter these. I hated you. I hated you. <laughs> exactly. There's, 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 like, I, I feel like other fans of other clubs feel, you know, and they, yeah, the players, yeah. and you're like, I've got no doubt about it that we're going to absolutely batter these all over the show. Mm. And we did. And it, it feels really strange and unprecedented for me to sit here and do that I'm sure most of our listeners are thinking I've taken something illegal today um, <laughs> indeed the BBC's Phil McNulty said the same thing to me and I was like there's no sweat about this Phil don't you worry. have taken something illegal James Rodriguez yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's all sorts of connotations there we don't want to get into <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but let, let's, let's talk about it uh, I suppose the, the thing that's most indicative moves about how much I enjoyed his performance today is that even when we were five two up and he got substituted with ten minutes to go, I was absolutely gutted he came off the pitch because yeah. I just wanted to watch him play more. Yeah, I think just to touch on something you said about the new signings, I think it's it's very the most important for them is to to find out so much about the players they've got around them. You got someone like Alan who probably was needed to to carry the ball a little bit more at Napoli or to make those sort of breaking runs that we saw him do. To be fair, in the last ten minutes today. And I think on the face of it now, two games in, you'd probably say, we don't really need you doing that. Sorry, I've just stopped, stopped celebrating my drill. <laughs> Put it back oh, on. Just, 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 <laughs> I can't help it most. Am I just saying it on and off throughout your talk? The hammer drill toffees, thank yeah. you, carry on. The last thing we need is Dave's automatic drill. <laughs> I'm telling you that. Dave, Dave's just putting his new signed picture of Dominic Carvet Lewin up in the background. Um, Are you done now, Dave? Yeah, yeah okay. I'm just erecting this shit. No, no, no. He's not done. He's not done. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just directing this stage for the title list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. Back to soccer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what what Hammers Rodriguez has probably learned at this point is that he's got a relatively free role in this starting eleven yeah, when yeah. things are going well. You've got people who are equally gifted going forward, like Richarlison, but are a lot more workmanlike. Um, yeah. Similar for Calvert Lewin, but for Hammers Rodriguez, it's essentially the perfect setup for someone who has. Not so much to prove, but certainly a pedestal to put himself back on. (laughs) (laughs) By all means, carry on, yeah. I think that's level. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Actually, in this pint of the spirit level. Um, I'm I'm just going to stop right here and say Hamad Rodriguez is absolutely phenomenal. Um, The ball he put in for Luke Dean was incredible. Every time he gets on the ball, 25, 20 yards out from goal, you think 
is going to really test the keeper or score. Um, and it's an absolute joy to be associated with a football team that has even ever had him in their starting eleven. Um, you know what's funny though? You asked Mike at the start, how did we do this? It's because we have a player who can do that yeah. on demand. And, and I, I think we'll see a lot of games this season where we might even play as poorly as today because I think we were quite poor to be fair in terms of how we played goals notwithstanding it's a crazy game of football yeah, wasn't yeah. it but I think we'll find ourselves in moments in games where perhaps maybe 1-0 down haven't played like that and there's 10 left mm. Everton used to have this habit didn't they under Moyes of being really scrappy and um, being able to sort of still put the best put forward despite adversity and playing against stronger yeah. teams and we'd nick an equaliser or we'd nick We'd nick uh, a late winner. Yeah. You think of like Kale at the Etihad for years on end. We'd do that sort of thing, and it always felt like that's like a bit of a lottery for us to go yeah. on, go on and do. Yeah. It's battered around the drilling itself. <laughs> <laughs> but now, is, can I just say that is some severe drilling? Like really whatever, is, whatever. That's nail. definitely that's definitely a cop out. He's spotted us here. I also hope you can hear the drill on this. I feel really tempted to just go and we'll put some really funny sound effects on this show. I think he's just going to get back and just going to start going rim, nim, 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 nim. Put the crazy frog in the back of yeah. the, the, the point that uh, I wanted to make was that we, we used to salvage games by doing that. We'd have like a talisman to do that. Yeah. And it always felt like a really scrappy goal. We yeah. Get, you know, that sort of yeah. thing under David Moyes. That was the great underdog tag we had. But now I think we have that presence and player in, in Rodriguez who is able to just, any, whichever way a game's going, he turns it like that. Yeah. He clicks his fingers and something mad happens. And I think we're going to have to get used to that. You know, I, I think every game that we did, like there's a goal in it, there's a draw or 1 0 down or whatever. How many times, like your mob in the park end, the walk out? Oh, yeah, I've been <laughs> that, gone. That's not too that, that, that happen now because you yeah, know yeah. he's able to do yeah, that. Yeah. Shut up! <laughs> for every game that you get, Hamez, like today, for example, where he totally dominates the show, go. he's got two or three people on him, and it's, it's quite right, quite rightly so, he dominates the game. You will also get a game whereby the opposition have done their own work beforehand, and there's three people whose total focus is on blocking Hamez or Gugos. Yeah. And he might have a poor game. Well, people like Richardson and Decorey will be there to back the whole thing up. Can um, I just explain to everyone listening right now? <laughs> Matt feels like he can cut out the sound of the drill by putting both hands around the recording. There you go, like, just stop. Just turn it off there, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, 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 one make no apologies for this whatsoever because uh, it's a chaotic day, chaotic yeah. podcast. It's just a reflection of what's been and gone today. And, yeah. Everton are top of the league, Matt. Yeah, Everton are top of the league. Probably a great way to finish it, to be honest. Uh, not just because there's a drill ringing on in the background as well, to be fair. But uh, uh, there we go. We thought we'd stop it just in time. But uh, yeah, thanks. Mike's just got off. I don't know where he's gone. Uh, but yeah, thanks for it. Thanks for it. Knock a workman out of the league. Scott's a fan of drilling, yeah. Uh, Do thanks. you remember that music video of Benny Benassi? Oh, yeah. Satisfaction. That's it, yeah. It's, we're all doing that in the back of the Albert right now. Tops off. You know, everything, everything's out here. We're all sta- standing here. Everything's out. We're all standing here. We're, we're all standing here with power tools. That's how we're doing this right now. End the show. Have you ever heard Dave Downey so giddy in your life? Uh, but yeah, that is it. <laughs> to the top of the lead, one five two against West Brom. We are all buzzing. Uh, do check out the rest of the content we've got coming up this week on the Blue Room. Thanks very much for listening, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. What makes for a great vacation? Depends on who you ask. Are you looking to get away or bring everyone together? 
Do you want to get outside and play? Or see a play at the plate? Fortunately, however you operate, I'm the destination you've been looking for. The name's Missouri, but you can call me Mo. And I have just one question. What's your M.O.? To find your M.O., tap now. Or for information on safe travel, come see me at visitmo.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.